Day two of the MLB draft was highlighted by Georgia native Isaiah Drake, who offers plenty of upside. We'll discuss that pick and all the others of day two of the MLB draft on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. If you're new and watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. We're up over 6,000 subscribers on YouTube now. If you're watching there as well, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. If you're an everydayer, let me know down in the comment section below on YouTube. Shout out to some of my everydayers from the last video, Joseph Bradish, Will Murphy, and Ren Willow. Thanks so much for letting me know that you are an everydayer. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to remind you about Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, on today's podcast, we'll strictly be talking about what happened in day two of the MLB draft. Not a lot of excitement, in all honesty, in day two of the draft, making you think maybe the Braves don't have a lot of money to spend, but there were a couple Really solid picks early in the day and that we're going to talk about here, highlighted by Isaiah Drake, who they took in the fifth round, which we'll discuss. But let's start with the round three pick, 94th overall, Sabine Sabalos, shortstop out of Oregon, right-handed hitter, ranked 152 by MLB Pipeline, 6'3", 225 hitter. He was actually drafted by the Angels in the 14th round last year after playing two years at San Jacinto Junior College, one of the best junior college programs in the country. And then he decided not to sign with the Angels, decided to go to Oregon instead, put up really good numbers there at the D1 level. Not sure where they're going to play him. They drafted him as a shortstop, but likely doesn't have the speed to stick there, but he does have a strong enough arm to stay on the left side of the infield so he can play, could play shortstop, could play third base as well if the range is a bit limited. He's also caught some in, at the college level as well, but not sure exactly where his future home will be defensively. But the Braves drafted him here for the bat. He slashed 333, 426, 643 this past season with Oregon. 10 doubles, 18 home runs, 70 runs batted in, 34 walks, 36 strikeouts for an Oregon team that reached the Super Regionals in the college baseball postseason. He had six hits in that postseason and six postseason games, including three home runs and a double. So came up with some big hits in that postseason run for the Ducks. He also had three walks to just two strikeouts in those six postseason games. So coming up big in the big spots there. Just quickly looking at some video of him and what I briefly remember from the NCAA tournament Really strong right-handed swing and a really strong lower lower half, but a powerful right-handed swing. I think there's going to be plenty of power to project in that bat. Um, so I like this pick. I think it's a solid one. Again, the Braves love those guys who 
have the big high exit velocity metrics, which I think Sabalos has here. So a pretty solid third round pick, somebody I don't think they'll have to spend too much money on and somebody I think you can plug into the system and could become one of your top hitters pretty quickly with the advanced you know, approach that he has and the power potential that he has. Also, pretty good eye at the plate, pretty good plate discipline with those 34 walks to 36 strikeouts. I'm going to say it again. I said it yesterday. You got to take college numbers, both hitters and pitchers, with a grain of salt this year because baseballs were just flying off the bat, and they already use aluminum bats as it is. But the baseballs, I don't know if they're wound tightly, as some have uh, suggested, but whatever the case was, baseballs were flying out of yards this past year in college baseball, making it really hard to evaluate a lot of these hitters and pitchers. So, again, I just want to lead off with that. When you're looking at these college numbers, you got to be really careful just going straight by the numbers. But what I saw, again, in limited video of watching Sabalos, I thought it was a really powerful right-handed swing, a really good lower half that he can get into and turn on some baseballs, some take some baseballs the other way as well. It's not so much a, a pool happy swing that he can't stay back on a baseball and drop it the other way into right field. So I like this Sabalos pick, not you know super crazy high floor here, but I think somebody that the Braves could certainly turn into a very solid big leaguer. Now round four, pick 126, the Braves took Garrett Bauman, right-handed pitcher out of Haggerty, Florida, and if that name is familiar to you, that's the same high school as Vaughn Grissom and I believe Riley Green for the Detroit Tigers. So very good high school there in Florida that's produced a lot of good talent over the years. So you know he's been playing a high level of competition. Ranked 145 by MLB Pipeline, their top prospect list. 6'8", 245 is what stands out here about Bauman. Really big kid, really big frame, obviously. Throw the sinking fastball that sits in 93 mile per hour range, but can get up to 97. So I think this is one where you can kind of dream on it. I think it's a raw physical talent, obviously with that size. And it's somebody you get into the Braves development system and they can fix a couple mechanical things. He just gets, you know, a little bit stronger. And I think this is somebody that you could see turning into a really good starter and somebody that, you know, you get that velocity tick up as he gets stronger Working out at the major league level, Braves fixed a couple of mechanical things. I think this could be a guy who has a really good upper mid to upper 90s fastball, again, with that sinking action. Uh, a changeup as well as his best secondary pitch at the moment. You continue to develop that and then a working slider. So you help him dev develop that third pitch, get him a little bit stronger, maybe get up a tick in velocity. But I think this is more so just a raw, again, physical talent that you can kind of project here. For the Braves and you get him in that system and I think it's somebody that they could really turn into a solid prospect he's committed to Central Florida but Braves taking him this high they're most likely going to sign him and again hopefully get him in that great development system that they have and turn him into a really good prospect again with that six eight frame that he has you can just kind of dream on what he could be with a little bit of help and a little bit of direction from the Braves now their fifth round pick 162nd pick overall Isaiah Drake outfielder from North Atlanta High School bats left throws right six foot 180 Georgia Tech commit elite speed strong arm in the outfield as well quick hands uh, watch a couple video highlights of him his hands are really quick through the zone has some lift in his swing which probably leads to some of the swing and miss and the questions about the hit tool but I think he does have some really solid power for somebody of that size. 
And, you know, he already has the elite speed. So if you can develop some power out of him, you're looking at a pretty good power speed combat combo here, which is what every team is looking for and something the Braves have been great at identifying and developing. This, to me, was the highlight pick of day two. I think it's the guy with the most exciting upside. If you want to look for somebody who has the tools to perhaps become a top 100 prospect for the Braves, I think Isaiah Drake has the potential to do so. I know a lot of people are probably going to want to compare him to Michael Harris, who you know was also taken, I believe, in the third round out of Atlanta High School and was somebody that was kind of considered a, a raw, projectable athlete. I think that's kind of unfair because there's not too many Michael Harris's out there. And we don't, I don't know the, the work ethic of Isaiah Drake. We know how great it is of Michael Harris. But I think this is somebody who has those tools. Again, already a, an elite, probably 80-grade runner. And you figure that's going to lead to pretty good defense as well. The big question is the hit tool. And like I said, based on his swing and kind of that lift it has in it and those quick hands, I think you can see some power in there as well. So I think it's all for him about just pitch recognition, um, swing path through the zone. And I think this is somebody that if you can work on the hit tool and develop that a little bit, you're looking at somebody that's a potential four or five tool player. And again, I think somebody that could really have a big impact at the major league level if everything comes together. So this was my favorite pick of day two. I think, you know, listening to others, it was their favorite pick of the day. A kid, you know, a kid with the most upside, I think, that the Braves have taken so far, maybe outside of Hurston Waldrop. So this was the most exciting pick on day two and maybe one of the most exciting picks of the draft so far. I know the Braves haven't taken a lot of position players, but the ones that they have, again, Sabalos, I think has really good power potential, could be a really solid bat. And Drake here, I think, has the potential to be one of their better prospects if everything clicks in the next couple of years. So like these first three picks on day two, I think they're all solid, have some potential upside. Talk about Bauman and just that frame that he has and the potential upside there for him. So some really solid picks to start day two. But then things kind of turn around a little bit and the Braves go with some cost-saving picks at the end of day two. We'll talk about those here next. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and it's not when you use Game Time, which is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you're going to have at your next event, just like I did. The couple of Braves games I've been to this year, I used the Game Time app at the last minute and got great deals on some great seats. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event with flash sales that you can also watch for as well. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy, which I love. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Braves kick off the second half at home against the Chicago White Sox on Friday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully the All-Star break doesn't slow the Braves down and they continue to catch fire through the rest of the season. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app Search Braves. Now I'll have a day three coverage on a Wednesday and kind of give you my overall thoughts 
on the Braves draft. We'll do that on Wednesday's episode. Then I plan to record a first half preview, second half or first half review, second half preview episode for Thursday's podcast. Hoping to have Grant McCauley on with me for that. And then Friday we'll have our mailbag podcast to round out the week and get set up for the second half. I don't know about you. I'm ready for baseball again. Uh, All-star break is fun. I'm sure it's good for players to take time off, although not a lot of Braves players got to take time off. But I miss having baseball on every day. Minor leagues are off as well. So I'm really looking forward to getting into the second half of the season. But let's start about the second half of day two of the MLB draft, where we have round six through ten here for the Atlanta Braves. Five more picks. And I'll just be honest, all these picks are pretty underwhelming. And I think a lot of these are cost-saving picks. But, again, I trust the Braves' analytics department, their scouting department. I'm sure they're seeing something in these players that they can dream on, that they can work with, and hopefully turn them into something at the major league level that that can be usable. Round six, pick 189, Lucas Braun, right-handed pitcher from Cal State Northridge. Four-year senior. So, again, this is a senior sign. Somebody I'm sure they're going to get well under slot. Six foot, 185. In 2022, he had a 291 ERA, 226 average against, and 74 and a third innings, 62 hits, 17 walks, 77 strikeouts. But this past season, a 483 ERA, a 268 average against, 91 and a third innings, 95 hits, 30 walks, but did have 100 strikeouts. And, again, I'll mention it, you got to take college numbers with a grain of salt this past year because baseballs again were just flying all over the park you're seeing really good pitchers with really high eras this past season uh video i saw of them it's a, a low 90s fastball pretty solid changeup, and big bending curveball but again i think this is a, a money saving pick you know somebody that maybe there's a, a metric in there with one of these pitches that the Braves think they can build off of and turn into something even if it's just a reliever um, but this seemed like a pretty pretty clear money-saving pick here. Round seven, pick 219. The Braves took Justin Long, a right-handed pitcher from Rice, six foot one, a four-year junior, was a catcher first two years at Rice and then moved to the mound this past season in 2023. So Braves are hoping now that he has turned his attention to pitching and doesn't have a lot of mileage on that arm, that perhaps there's something here the Braves can build on and turn into a pretty good, you know, either starter or bullpen arm. He was reported to be up to 96 on the mound, had a 4.93 ERA, a 1.29 whip in 21 games. Two games started this past season, 45 and two-thirds innings, 43 hits, 16 walks, and 38 strikeouts. So I think this one's pretty clear. It's a guy that, again, is just kind of converted into a pitcher, so you can see the potential there and something you can build on who's somebody who's just kind of growing into that role as a pitcher. Um, I, I didn't get a, a note on the type of pitches that he throws, but again, if you're already seeing mid nineties fastball, perhaps that's something that the Braves can turn into a solid reliever, which is what I would think Justin long probably profiles as, but that's their round seven pick again, probably another, uh, cost saving pick there round eight pick 249. The Braves take Corey wall, a right-handed pitcher out of William and Mary six, four, two So another pretty big projectable frame there. Four years at Fordham and then fifth year at William and Mary as a graduate student. So again, another senior sign that's probably going to be well under slot and a money-saving move here. 3.98 ERA, 1.19 whip this past season at William and Mary. 52 innings, 51 hits, just 11 walks, 63 strikeouts, two saves, 
15 games, five games started. So probably looking at another reliever here up to 96. So another reliever potential with a mid-90s fastball, throws a lot of strikes. So again, something you can kind of build on here. I think, again, it probably as a potential reliever with these last two picks, but somebody that's already throwing mid-90s, you get them in the Brave system, maybe you can unlock something. But again, I think it's another money-saving pick for the Braves. Round nine, pick 279, it's Riley, Riley Goins of Illinois, right-handed pitcher, another senior sign with somebody with a big frame, 6'4", 225. Braves took some pretty big boys on a day two of the draft. A 4.86 ERA last year and 13 starts for Illinois. But again, like we've seen with a lot of college pitchers, that ERA ballooned this past year, a 6.30 ERA and 12 starts. Um, with a 2.4 walk per nine, which is solid, and a 11.3 K per nine, which is really good as well, in 60 innings with 75 strikeouts. So, again, you look at somebody who throws strikes, can get strikeouts. Again, you kind of throw out the ERA this past year at the college level, so perhaps there's something the Braves can work with there. Some of the reports I saw so there's some said there were some good metrics on the pitches for going, so something that the Braves can maybe work with and get another cheap sign get them in the Braves system, develop it a little bit. And again, you already have the command with that low walk for nine and you're already getting the strikeouts, put better defenses behind him, work on those pitches a little bit. And perhaps there's something to build on here. The final pick of day two is coming in round 10, pick 309, Pierre Oliver Boucher, a Southern Illinois outfielder, left-handed uh, bat, Four-year senior, again, another senior sign here, 6'2", 185, Southern Illinois with a 335 average this past year. He slashed 335, 415, 619 with 11 doubles and 16 home runs, also stole 19 bases. So you're seeing another player with a pretty good power profile and speed profile as well, which the Braves love to look at here. So uh, another outfielder, get another bat in the system. Again, somebody that has potential both uh, the plate with some power and some speed as well, which again is what you're looking for in the draft when you're signing or drafting a lot of these players. So again, especially on the second half of day two, not a lot to get excited about, but the first three picks of the day, I really like and something that I think you can build on. All these other guys, you're hoping that there's something in there that the Braves see, either mechanically that can be adjusted or maybe something in the metrics of their pitch. Uh, because it's mostly pitchers that the Braves have taken that they can turn in and develop into either you know, a solid back-end starter or somebody that they can throw into the bullpen. And I think that's something that the Braves do a great job of. And look, while everybody they took on day one, I at least knew, and I had some idea of who they were, what they looked like. I had watched them before. I know nothing about these picks on day two. And again, Braves know what they're doing. Um, they know they've scouted these guys really well. They're the best in the business. I trust them completely. So don't necessarily just take my word for it with what I'm saying here. I'm just trying to give you an idea of the player, uh, the shell of these players that they took and what they could potentially be and build on. But day two, first three picks, I think we're solid. I think there's something there that you can dream on and something that the Braves can really work with. The rest of the picks in day two really felt like cost-saving picks. But again, not going to put it past the Braves and their development system and what they could do with some of these players, but I'm not too overly excited just on paper and what I see from the picks in rounds six through 10 of this draft. There is a one more day and there are 10 more rounds as the, they do now go through 20 rounds of the MLB draft. 
We'll obviously be back on Wednesday to discuss that and give my final overall thoughts. But next, give a little bit of news and notes. Talk about the home run derby and jersey sales where the Atlanta Braves are absolutely killing it this year. We'll discuss that next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether it's in our work life, relationships, or with our kids. I just had another kid. Sleep is really hard to come by right now, as you might be able to tell. And that brings on a lot of tough choices and decisions in our lives. If you're thinking of starting therapy to help with some of these tough choices, then give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. Just a little bit of news and notes from Monday. Home run derby results, uh, J-Rod hit 41 home runs in the first round, which is crazy. And I saw a lot of Braves fans were happy because that eliminated Pete Alonzo. And I think that was a win for most fans in watching the home run derby. Vladimir Jr. beat Randy Arena in the finals, a great final between two really fun players to watch. Randy Arena, anytime he's on screen right now, is just fun to watch. I love him in the spotlight. Really fun player and a fun guy to root, root for. But really good finals there. Good to see Vlad Jr. get the win. Um, also, it was announced on a Monday, jersey sales for the first half. Acuna tops all jersey sales ahead of Otani. I think what was surprising here is Matt Olson is eighth. Maybe that means a lot of Braves fans are finally moving on from Freddie Freeman and coming around on the Matt Olson train. So that was great to see. The Braves had four players in the top 20, just showing you how exciting of a team this is. I think it also says a lot about the Braves and just where they are and that these players are locked up for a while makes it a lot easier to buy a jersey when you know that player is going to be with that team for a long time. So I certainly think that helps in the grand scheme of things when it comes to these jersey sales for Braves players. You know you're going to be able to wear that jersey for a long time. All right, on Tuesday, it'll be the final day of the MLB draft, day three of the MLB draft, rounds 11 through 20. So I'll cover that and give my final thoughts on Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Braves, go through the whole draft. We'll have a first half review and second half preview. Again, hoping to do that with Grant McCauley on, on Thursday's podcast, and then we'll have our mailbag podcast on Friday. So that'll be the rest of the week, and then we'll get back into our normal routine next week with baseball getting back underway. Braves kick off the second half of this season on Friday night at home against the Chicago White Sox at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Again, hopefully the Braves can continue their hot streak in the second half and kind of cruise through the rest of the regular season and into the postseason. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. If you are an everydayer, let me know down in the comments section below. We'll be sure to give you a shout-out in a future episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Make sure you follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 